0: Hello, church and ministry leaders, elders, ministers, and followers of Jesus. This is the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, and we are your hosts, Becky and Carrie Holton. You know, twice a month we publish this podcast to answer your questions and offer some practical advice and insights regarding church health and growth. We're here to help any follower of Jesus, but we produce this podcast primarily to help church and ministry leaders carry out their very, very important responsibilities.
1: Yeah. Hey, good job on you with that introduction. Mm -hmm. I heard you say four Ps right there together. We publish and produce this podcast primarily (laughs) to help church leaders, and you did that very well on that alliteration. I feel
0: like I need a Kleenex to wipe this microphone off. There was a little (laughs) spitation that happened, but well... um, I wonder what we're going to talk about today, huh? Yeah. Why don't you start us up here? I'll be happy
1: to. We are continuing our series on vision casting for your church. Mm-hmm. We talked about the need of churches to have a compelling vision in episode number 154. They really need that. And in our last episode in this series, we offered a few recommendations on selecting a vision casting team. This week, we want to discuss the need to identify your church's mission
0: You know, I noticed that we're using mission and vision to describe two very different animals. Maybe it'd be a good idea if we began by distinguishing between those two. I
1: think that sounds good. Why don't you do that for our listeners, honey?
0: Okay, sure. We've talked about this before at length, listeners. I'm sure you recall this, but it won't hurt to go over it again because, honestly, this is not how a lot of us think, and we sometimes need that repetition as we're forming new ways to think about church work. A church's mission is the reason they exist. So the mission, a church's mission, is their purpose. Usually this mission is given voice, um, it, you know, it's usually a brief mission statement. You'll see it on a marquee or somewhere. But think about it this way. A church's mission answers the question, why do we exist? A vision, on the other hand, answers the question, where are we going? So a vision is a set of goals that paints a picture of what you believe God wants your church to to be or to do in the future.
1: That's right. So a church's mission is a more general understanding of why a church exists. And I would say their vision is a more specific description of of what that church hopes to accomplish, right?
0: Right, right. And a church's vision explains how the church intends to accomplish their mission. Let's say, for example, a church's mission or reason to exist might be to grow followers of Jesus, and one of their goals of their vision might be, let's say, to increase participation in their small group program by 50% by January 1, 2030.
1: Okay. Okay. Or let's just give another example. A a church's mission might be to go and make disciples, to borrow language from Matthew chapter 28. And one of the statements in that vision might be to add a bilingual minister by the end of 2024 to help them reach their community's Hispanic population. Mm
0: -hmm. That's great. I think we should say a word here too about which comes first, the chicken or the egg. And of course, we're talking about mission and vision which comes first a church's mission or their vision yeah what do you think
1: yeah our listeners may be picking up on this we believe that a church should identify their mission before identifying their vision right they need to identify why they exist before they try to identify where they are going
0: yes and i imagine our listeners see the wisdom well in the logic in this Where you are going and what you want to accomplish depends on your church's purpose, why you exist. So your church's mission, well, it actually sets up boundaries or parameters for your vision. Your mission sort of puts limits on your vision. Your mission narrows the field of potential goals or elements that find their way into your vision.
1: Right. So we are hoping that a church has a clear mission statement before they begin discussing a vision, but in this series, we've already selected a vision casting team, haven't we? So why are we talking about mission at this point in the process?
0: Well, hopefully the leaders of the church have already written the church's mission statement long before they selected a vision casting team. And hopefully that mission statement is repeated often enough that the members of the church know it by heart. But we are talking about mission right now here in the vision casting process because it's important for the vision-casting team to know the mission of their church before they even begin brainstorming a vision.
1: Right. you right. got
0: to know that mission.
1: So churches need to make sure their vision-casting team Is aware of the church's mission.
0: Absolutely. And in this week's podcast, we want to say that there are two actions a vision casting team should take before getting down to the nitty gritty of discussing a potential vision. And one of those actions is to make sure everyone on the vision casting team is aware of the church's mission. That's just the starting point. That's point A. You can't discuss a vision if you're unaware of the church's mission, why that church exists.
1: Yeah, that's right. Otherwise, honey, if the vision casting team is unaware of the church's mission, their discussions will go all over the place.
0: All over. As
1: we said earlier, understanding the church's mission will limit the discussion of vision. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. identifying and understanding your mission will help you to focus on a more specific vision.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think we would also recommend that members of the vision casting team know the difference between a mission and a vision. Knowing the difference will make any future discussions just a whole lot more productive and a whole lot less chaotic.
1: No doubt. So, church leaders, when you assemble your vision casting team for the first time, Talk about mission and vision and the difference between the two. That discussion in an introductory or orientation meeting will pay dividends down the road.
0: Absolutely. And we said that there were two actions a vision casting team should take before they begin their discussions, and we just talked about one of those, understanding the difference between mission and vision and being aware of the church's mission, which will serve as a guide to identifying a vision. So, Hun, what's the second action?
1: Well, it's no surprise here. The second action is prayer.
0: Absolutely.
1: Repeated and focused prayer. You want God to be involved in this process. Mm -hmm. So a church, their leaders, and the vision casting team itself need to seek God's direction in this process.
0: Absolutely. On their knees all the time. It's got to be a big thing. And you know, we said earlier that a vision is a set of goals that paints a picture of what you believe God wants your church to be or do in the future. A picture of what you believe God wants is the phrase, I think we should highlight in that definition, and technically, a church's vision will not be what the church wants, but rather what the church believes God wants from I like them, that. I like and that. that comes from prayer.
1: Well, a vision casting team should approach their work by asking this question, what is the vision for our church that God is placing on our hearts?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's another way of asking, what does God want us to do or to be? You know, I'm thinking of a passage in the book of Nehemiah that I've heard used in a sermon on vision casting. Nehemiah went to Jerusalem, you remember, to rebuild the broken down walls around the city of God. Mm -hmm. And Nehemiah chapter 2 tells of his midnight ride to see for himself what was the condition of the wall. And I want you to listen to chapter 2 and verse 12, where Nehemiah says, Then I got up during the night, I and a few men with me. I told no one. What my God had put into my heart to do for Jerusalem. I like that kind of language. Nehemiah understood that God had put this vision upon his heart.
0: Mm-hmm. I really, really like that, too. It acknowledges that, well, it's God is the origination, originator of the vision to rebuild the walls, not Nehemiah. Well, at least we can say that it was a project that both God and Nehemiah came up with. Yeah, right. They were, they were working together, and it sounds like Nehemiah was just working under God and what God was leading him to do.
1: Right, so, so whoever is on the church's vision casting team should spend plenty of time in prayer asking God to give them direction to enlighten them as to what he wants the church to accomplish in the future.
0: Right. It may be that someone or someones on the team, maybe the team leader, you know, maybe they ought to go away for an extended period of time to seek the Lord's will on this matter. And church leaders, if your preacher or minister is leading this team, you might consider sending him on a retreat to talk with God about what God might want in your church's vision. Something to think about.
1: Well, as a matter of fact, the whole vision casting process should be immersed in prayer, bathed in prayer. Mm-hmm. The team needs to seek God's direction and input every step of the way, not just at the beginning, but every step of the way.
0: Every step. Well, Han, why don't you give our listeners a preview of what they can expect in our next episode in this vision casting series? would
1: we'll be glad to. In our next podcast, we plan to talk about three absolutely vital characteristics of effective visions. We believe the members of the vision casting team need to understand these three ingredients, if you will, before beginning the vision discussion.
0: Listeners, are you just on the edge of your seats to learn what those three key ingredients are to effective vision? I bet you are, because they're going to be good, but you're just going to have to wait until next time.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to wait till next time.
0: Sit there on the edge. It'll be a little uncomfortable for two weeks, but you know.
1: <laughs> you know, honey, I almost forgot this, too, that we need to share with our listeners that we have just a few seats left for the Vision Casting Masterclass that we are planning right. to start on October the 12th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are intentionally keeping this class small So that those who participate can interact and ask questions. The master class will be a learning activity, a learning opportunity, and it will be a deeper dive into the vision casting process. But, but it will also be a conversation among all of the participants. So if you, well, if any of you are interested in participating in this six week free class (laughs) on vision casting, Hurry to our website and add your name and email to our interest list. Soon we'll be sending instructions to the names on that list with all of the important need-to-know details. So, go to effectivechurchleaders.com, click the banner at the very top of the home page to express your interest in joining us for this class. It'll be a good one.
0: It will be, and thanks to those of you who have already signed up. And if you're interested... You better sign up soon. The seats are going. Well, we hope this week's podcast has been helpful. Our ministry, Effective Church Leaders, it's all about offering actionable ideas to help church leaders and the churches you serve. That's why we exist. Let us know how we may be able to serve you, and we'll return to your inbox in a couple of weeks. And until then, we really pray God blesses you and your service for the Lord.